Somebody remember that we were all doing a live shoot of playing basketball, and someone goes, "Zach is hung like a light switch." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach wasn't even offended. That's how you know your your put down is good when people are like, "Ah, oh, I appreciate that." Welcome to today's episode. We're at Cantor's. Zach's wearing a wig because he's worried about his thinning hair, and we're talking about politics. And life, and Andy Cookman's here. Right. We have. I think you should start a new podcast right now called Dine and Dash. Dine and Dash. Zach's gonna run off. And we document it. And we we have a Swede it. here. Say hello to Sweden. Say hello. She represents the ultimate opposite of Zach. Are you Republican you or Democrat? Independent. Independent. I was saying I'm Libertarian, and Andy's like. I said, Joel Salatin, to me, is the most conservative. But you did bring up, he doesn't like war. And he doesn't like the mil. I mean, Joel. Yeah, no, Joel. Dude, Joel. If he, and by the way, if you don't know, Joel Salatin is my first mentor. Joel, if he had a chance, he would dismantle Department of Education. Department, for sure, Department of most, I think he'd keep the Department of Defense. He thinks America should just have be armed to the teeth, but no foreign bases, really. And like you said, like foreign base, I don't know if that would work, but foreign bases cause a lot of trouble. But it's also helpful because if our allies need us, we have stations ready to go, bases over there ready to go. But that's kind of, if you study the Vietnam War, the whole reason we got involved in the Vietnam War, believe it or not, my grandpa was super for the Vietnam War. My grandma, who you guys have seen, my 100-year-old grandma, she's like, I told him it was an idiotic war. And she turned out to be right because that was the whole point. America would get involved in Vietnam to contain the spread of communism. And so they were there for the allies, which was, you know, the southern Vietnamese government. But it turned out to be a clusterfuck that Just nobody... They tried to fight a land war in, in Asia. Asia. Never fight a land war. I know. America's fought too many land wars in Asia recently. We fought a land war. We fought in Kuwait. We fought in Iraq. Afghanistan. But those did better than Vietnam. Vietnam was messed up. You know what's crazy? You don't... You don't hear... Vietnam has kind of died down. Because... The movies were like Platoon, Hamburger Hill. I feel like it was people, just like a decade after an ending. Yeah, but I'm saying still yeah, fresh. but I'm saying everybody now, it's all like Twelve Strong, which is yeah. Afghanistan, and I, which I think is fine. But so you think that? Do you think it's better for the U.S. to have foreign bases in Germany, in Japan, in South America, in Brazil, and you know? Basically everywhere. Helpful, yes, for us to have a presence. But it's expensive. And we have fast airplanes and fast nuclear weapons and fast ICBMs and fast... We can be anywhere. Aircraft carriers that can be everywhere. But we're talking about hours versus minutes. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I don't know the numbers well enough to know how much they contribute us being there, or, or what what the breakdown is of um, our presence and the cost of that if we're flipping the whole bill it's expensive yeah these countries don't pay that much that was Donald Trump's big thing he's gonna make everybody pay if anything 
Oh no! I know, a lot of these don't pay at all, right? The who? A lot of these countries aren't paying in, in oh. NATO, right? That's why I love his I love his line about the UN. Those that voted against us, she says, that's fine. We'll save a lot of money. Vote against us. We just won't, we won't give you money anymore. We'll save it. I'm fine with being having bases over there as long as there are true allies and they're supporting us. Who are the true allies of America that love America? Israel, Japan. I feel like Japan's an ally. Mm-hmm. I don't know about is Germany. It, Australia? Australia. Brazil doesn't like America. Uh, Israel. Israel's really the strongest Israel's ally. the biggest one. Yeah. It's also funny. So many people, it's like people either love or hate Israel. It's insane. Even on my YouTube comments, people will be like, Zionist, you know, about when I had Ben Shapiro on. I'm like, what is wrong? I feel like it's the modern world and people are still... Why do you think for most of recorded history... People don't like the Jews? Yeah. That, my friend, is a complicated question. Why do people not like the Jews? Probably some of it is the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church has been anti-Semitic because they consider... I always thought it was weird. I'm like, they're like, the Jews killed Jesus. But I'm like, but Jesus was Jewish. Right, right. How can you... (laughs) There's a disconnect. People are like, I love Jesus and I don't like Jews. I'm like, but Jesus was a Jew. Although some people try to argue Jesus was like North African. I've seen that now. That he was actually black. Well, I think people like to blame the Jews because it just, it rolls off the tongue a little easier. Is that why? Yeah, it's not as, you know, it's one syllable. Well, also it it's... flows. They're, contra- they're not Muslim. And they're in the middle Islamic countries. That's not going to make people love you. You're in the middle. One side you got Egypt. You know, to the north, you have Saudi Arabia. To the east, you have basically your only ally. I mean, you got the ocean to your west. They're surrounded by people that don't like them. But I think the main thing is the Middle East has been complicated for a long-ass time. The Crusades. What's that movie that was about the Crusades? It's like Richard the Lionhearted movie. And they all are going there. It's a famous movie. It's kind of like Zach's favorite movie, which is... Uh, what's Zach's... What's your favorite movie? Braveheart. Actually, do they have a scene in Braveheart where they're going... To the Jews? No, they're going to fight the Crusades. Oh, in, no, in, no, no. But I'm no, saying... Just the British. The, cru- the Crusades was complicated. That was the more... The Muslims were fighting... Kingdom of Heaven? Yeah, Kingdom of Heaven. Did you like that movie? No. Who's in that movie? Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Your favorite actor. No. I like the first person you bring up is Orlando Bloom. Do you have a crush on Orlando Bloom, Zach? You didn't want to bring up Liam Neeson first? He was a top build person in it. Zach has a slight man crush on Orlando Bloom. So, who'd you like in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Something I never said. Zach, it's okay. Christiana said he came into their store one time. Who, Orlando Bloom came in their store? And stared at himself in the mirror wearing just underwear for five minutes straight. <laughs> just kept, like, posing. Five Is he a Leo? So he's, he was trying on underwear? He was trying on underwear. No, it's a place where there's, no, there's suits. So he was, you know what? Actors are probably, the average actor is above average narcissist. Are you an actor? Actress? Never thought about it? Thought about it. Uh-oh. 
when you meet somebody that's like, my lifelong dream is to be an actress, sometimes they're normal people, but a lot of times they might have that stare in the mirror Orlando Bloom syndrome. He's a Capricorn, January 13th. Zach's looking up his man crutches astrology to see if there's compatibility. <laughs> We're not going to get along. Your brother's disappointed. <laughs> Andy's laughing. Yeah. I think that uh, Middle East, you know, you know what my uncle says? This is his theory, which believe it or not, it sounds stupid and simplistic. He says it's too hot there. Everybody's mad. And I used to think he was joking. Then my cousin, he was in, he's in the army, Monty. He went to uh, Iraq during the war. And he's like, dude, I got there. And it was 100. He's like, I was like, how was it? I thought he'd be like, oh, it's, you know, this, that, it, bomb, people shooting at me. He's like, dude, it's 117 degrees oh, yeah, I mean, all day in the, shade. in the shade. He's like, I sat there in the base. He brought up, like, being shot at and how that scared him. But his main thing was like, dude, it's hot. It's hot. That's how you know a place is hot. When in the midst of war, people shooting at you. What's the main takeaway? It's hot. (laughs) Vietnam was the same thing, dude. People was too hot for people. The humidity and the bugs. Dude, I was reading about how many people, like, had to be taken off base because of leeches. Now, that's something Zach couldn't handle. Trust me right now. If Zach was mucking through in his art with his army outfit and that hair and some leeches were attached to your body, Zach, you might faint. And give away your position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give away our position. <laughs> 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 Those actors just stands up. Shoot me now. <laughs> no, they would have sent me home. Zach gets a psychological evaluation that allows him to leave the war. Cause of cause, he gets it. Would you get a dishonorable discharge? I could see unfit for duty. Unfit for duty. I could see the sergeant be like, "You're a pussy." Like, there's leeches. There's slugs that sucking the blood out of my chest. Yeah, I'd be like, "There's already been a precedent set. Just drop a bomb, (laughs) and we'll win." Why are we mucking it through the jungle? Leeches. That has to not. And they used to get you in your private parts too. Oh, hush. They did. You'd be going through a swamp. Mm-hmm. We don't need confirmation. I'm walking out. Visualize that. Which is that- why, which is, that's like the one time I'd be glad I'm just a white guy. Why? <laughs> oh. Somebody, remember that we were doing a live shoot on my uh, play basketball, and someone goes, Zach is hung like a light switch. <laughs> I even like that one. That one was- ah, Zach wasn't even offended. That's how you know your your put down is good. When people are like, ah, I appreciate that. You can cross both sides of the aisle. I appreciate that joke. I saw Donald. Dude, I was talking today and I was like, why would anyone want to be the president? I was looking at Donald Trump's, like he tweets and his replies. People are freaking so mad. People are like, you should die. You're the worst. I mean, I'm like. And here's the thing that I don't think people... Jimmy, who works for us, is very anti-Trump, pro-Obama. I was like, trust me, every president would have got that much hate. Trump, but they didn't all tweet that much. And Jimmy could not believe that people would (laughs) have tweeted negative about Obama. I'm like, dude, every president... Obama, George Bush. Imagine if he was tweeting seven times a day. People forget that under Obama, we went through 2008 recession... 
which is one of the biggest recessions in the last hundred years. So imagine six million people lost their house. They would have been pissed at Obama. Right. It's funny how people remember presidents during their presidency. People hate him. And then at, even George Bush people like after now. Yeah, yeah, They're like, oh, he's kind of a nice guy. And See that? He's not a dummy anymore. Yeah. You know what that's all about? That's actually classic evolutionary psychology. So basically, people put you in five categories. This is like Dr. David Buss. So number one is so far below you in status that you're, they're no threat to your status. So like if you see somebody who's blind, handicapped, the average person feels pity. They don't compete with them. Like the homeless guy when we're walking in, most people aren't like, oh, look at that guy. That's level one of status, two rungs below you. When somebody's the next rung up, you still feel kind of like, ah, oh, they're far away from me. Now, when people get on the same level, status-wise, status is a huge thing in, in not only human psychology, chickens have it, whales have it. There's not one animal on the planet Earth that doesn't have status wars. And so that's actually, I, Dr. Buss talks about that, but I was reading that new Jordan Peterson book. He touches on that. He should meet Dr. Buss because he was touching on the, the, the basic science. Dr. Buss goes much deeper into the status stuff in his evolutionary psychology textbook. But when they're on your level, you have what's called an unsteady truce, meaning you don't want to be too mean with them because they might be able to get back at you. So you're kind of like, uh, now when someone's one notch above you, people get mad because they want to tear you down. And when you're two notches ahead, they think you're a legend. So like ex-presidents like Carter, Reagan, George, yeah, Clinton. Do people forget when they were in office, people were trying to impeach. He got impeached. George Bush people were pissed. We didn't find any weapons of mass destruction. Dude, if he would have been on Twitter, mark my words, people would be screaming at him, screaming. Just like that. But Trump, is the whether you like or hate Trump, he's the only dude that puts himself out there. Which takes freaking balls, I'll tell you. Did you see this? I think he smirks before he hits. <laughs> Did you see this Quincy Jones interview that came out? God, that's a traumatic. Quincy Jones today came out with a vulture. It's a vulture is the name of the magazine. What kind of mouth magazine is called Vulture. Anyway, Quincy Jones, who's now like 85 and you don't care about anything. He says he knows who assassinated. And I got something to say. I'm so happy to hear this. I called it. When I was a kid, I did the research. I'm like, I know who killed JFK. And today, I got confirmation. I need to put that on. He said, Giancarlo, whatever his name. It was the damn mafia. You should go to the JFK Museum. They break all those theories down. down. I studied that for like a year. And I remember people like, no, no. And I was like, dude, I think it's the mafia. And it's part of what happened. He tried to assassinate the Cuban president and the whole Bay of Pigs thing. And what I think happened is Castro hired the mob to shoot him. I don't think it was just the mob. Now, what Quincy Jones said today is that you know that JFK's dad, JFK was not the first Kennedy that was powerful. Joe Kennedy was the powerful one. He said Joe Kennedy was a bad man. That's what, That was the exact words. So Joe Kennedy might have been in deep with the mafia somehow or pissed the mafia off. They're like, we're going to shoot your son. New England Catholics. I like that Zach summarizes them damn New England Catholics. That family was messed up, though. Those big political families, I've read some stuff. I'm like, God, you do not want to be. Politics attracts the worst people. You get away with murder. 
What, did the Kennedys murder people? Shot at Ted Kennedy. Ted oh, Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. Yeah, but wasn't that involuntary manslaughter? Yeah, I mean, he let a girl drown. Yeah, so he, he let a girl drown? He go murder her. What happened? I thought it was a car accident. Yeah, yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah, he drove off the bridge and then reported it. They kind of covered it up or tried to... He reported it. He's the, the senator. That's, didn't he just have a heart attack? He's dead. No, he he dead. Yeah, died, died a couple years ago. Well, I don't know. You can't blame a whole family, but that family look. But I'm saying that family is cursed. Oh, you have plane crash. You got assassination. assassination. Two assassinations. Two assassinate. One was what was his name? Bobby. Bobby. No, 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 no. The assassin was it. It was like Sing Sing or something. That's not the name. The guy who assassinated. Who assassinated Bobby. Yeah, look up Bobby Kennedy assassination. Can you look it up? It was a guy, his name was like Ding Ding or something. It wasn't Ding Dong. <laughs> Bang Ding out. No, it was like blah, 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 blah. It was, a, was it a Middle Eastern guy? Wasn't it? Robert Kennedy? No. Yeah, Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy. I should know this shit. I'm embarrassed. But, oh, my goodness. But those, those guys, and then they had the plane crash. Remember? Yeah, for J- uh, John Jr. But here's an interesting story. You want to hear an interesting Kennedy story? If you read the Mike Tyson autobiography, Mike Tyson, you know, he went to prison. Then he got let out, probably falsely imprisoned. He gets out. He breaks parole because he beats up a guy. This is a I shouldn't laugh at this, but, you know, he smacked a guy smashed into Mike Tyson's car and he had road rage. Mike Tyson got out. That dude must have crapped in his pants. Can you imagine anybody, yeah. the unluckiest guy in the world, it's like, who the hell is this guy that rammed me? Oh, you turn out Mike Tyson gets out and beat him up. So Mike Tyson went back to prison, and he went to a bad prison in Maryland, and he, he was going to be there for a long time, and JFK, or not JFK, Rock, maybe it was Ted Kennedy, one of the Kennedys came and told him, and he said, they just visited, and Mike said, Dude, I think I'm going to die in here. I can't handle it. I'm going to commit suicide. One week later, a judge called, and he got out. That Kennedy family had power, dude. They made a few phone calls, probably to a judge, and like, you know what? You know what they remind me of? The Sopranos, Livia Soprano, the mother, how she doesn't actually make commands. She just gets people killed by just being like, you know, what do you do with the guy who talks a lot? <laughs> and, and Junior Soprano is like, Livia, are you saying? And she's like, ah. That first about. at the beginning when there's that guy that's running with Christopher Moltisano in the Sopranos. So Christopher has this hot-headed guy who kills too many people. and they're th- and ju- But they're related. So Junior's like, I can't kill my own you know, godson or whatever. And Livia, the mom, is like an old folks home. She's like, yeah, you can't kill family. And she goes, but that other boy, yeah, I don't know what to do with him. (laughs) And he's like looking at her. He's like, next day, that kid shot in the head. That's how I feel like the Kennedy, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like the Kennedys didn't call a judge and go, get Tyson out of prison. It was kind of like, just visiting Tyson. Judge, you know, Judge uh, Smith. I feel like he's depressed. I don't know if it's fair. Hang up. Hang up. The judge is like, I don't want that. I don't want that Joe Kennedy. Kennedy Kennedy on me, boy. But anyway, so this Vulture thing, you got to read this Vulture magazine. In it, 
Quincy Jones, the music producer, Motown, did Michael Jackson. He said Michael Jackson was completely greedy and Machiavellian. That's what he said. Which says uh, that goes in line with him stealing the Beatles publishing. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, that he bought. I don't know if he stole that. Well, but he said he stole music. Gave him the idea to do that. Not yeah, but he, but he bought it fair and square. Sure, but... But what Quincy Jones said that he did was he took, like, Billie Jean and see... this. He said he took their song, their beat, and he should have given them 10%, but he wouldn't agree to it. And he was so powerful. So that's... What, I don't know if that's true. He said that... Um, Quincy Jones said that Marlon Brando slept with... He would have slept with a fire hydrant. He slept with... Uh, Richard Pryor, and then today I saw that Richard Pryor's widow said, oh yeah, he definitely slept with Mar- Marlon Brando. He said she has his diaries where he admitted that Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor admitted that he slept with all kinds of guys. The 70s was a wild time, boy. Yeah, yeah. Marlon Brando sleeping with Richard Pryor. Oh my <laughs> God, I don't even know how this... <laughs> no, I don't like that kind of news. And I don't think it's fair to the dead men. No, she said the widow said that Richard Pryor wrote about the fact that he was bisexual. No offense, I'm just saying. Richard Pryor, I just, I don't know. That doesn't seem as a shock No. Richard Pryor said he slept with men. And he also slept with a couple other guys that were famous. I don't know. See, I don't follow this kind of news. But then the other thing that he said that I thought was itchy, well, the mafia killed JFK. The Clintons. He don't. He was like the. They asked him, "Why do you? Why do people not like Hillary Clinton?" And he goes, "I can't talk about this publicly, but there's a lot of bad things." Let me ask you this: Talking about the Clintons, how many people do you know in, in your life? The people you've encountered, how many would you say have people do you know that have been murdered? That are with you know just like one degree of separation. A few. I know one. Seriously, yeah. I know one. My high school best most, friend got not, killed in prison. Most people would say none or maybe one person right. they know has been murdered. The Clintons know over a dozen people that have been murdered. That's what's crazy. Like one degree of separation from them. That's not normal to know those that many people. I interviewed Hillary Clinton. Does that mean I'm going to be on that list? No, I think Hillary, if you're listening... It's Zach that's saying this. The guy with the wig. I would Take Zach that. out. The guy with the wig. I repeat. The Sweet. man. Sweet me, I repeat. The man with the wig who looks like Phil Spector. Take him out. I don't Phil like Spector him anyway. Man. I was never his friend. But what else did he say in that thing? He said that music sucks now. Uh, this, we're back to, uh, what's his name? Quincy Jones. He says, you know, I thought it was interesting and I agree. He goes, they don't want to study the great musicians of the past. And there is true. He says he likes Bruno Mars, of all things, which I was like, uh, Bruno Mars is well, not my favorite. He's got that Michael Jackson influence, so I can see why he might would, uh, Michael Jackson be made better player. music than Bruno Mars. Let's just be real. Oh, sure. You know what he also <laughs> said? Here's a funny thing he said. He said the worst musicians he ever met was the Beatles. He said Ringo Starr. God, he goes, nicest guy you've ever met. But he said they were trying. There was a simple beat he had to do for a song. Four hours later, Quincy said, hey, go get a sandwich. He leaves. He brings in a badass drummer who does it right away. And then when when Ringo Starr comes back, they're like, "Okay, let's listen to what you did, Ringo. And they slid in this other. And then he goes, Ringo goes, oh, I sound pretty good there. And he goes, damn right. That's not you. And they put it in. Oh, wow. Now, but Paul McCartney is a good musician. Right. A voice and piano player. He's all right. But Ringo Starr, God bless him, I, oh, he, he doesn't seem to get 
to get. But he said there's a lot of crap. And then the thing, this is where life is not fair. Everybody listening, you have to know, life doesn't always turn out fair. Some of, he named some of the best musicians, and they're people you hardly heard from. It's about, you have to go to market, too. The Beatles were badass at marketing. They were like original marketers. They, they were writing great songs. Yeah. But marketing. I'm saying there's great songs. There's some good songs from the 60s and 70s. But look at, see, look, Elvis Presley was a good-looking guy. Super good-looking. I've shown women, look, pull up pull up young Justin Bieber or Justin Turnbull, like, versus young Elvis. I'm going to pull this up right now. We have two females here and Zach. What, this is, Zach? By the way, the name of my new podcast. Tell me who you think is better looking. And this is part of, part of you got to be real, part of acting and part of Hollywood is how you look. Do you think he's good looking? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, I knew a woman, my mom's best friend, met Elvis, and she goes, I've never seen a human like that. Zach, do you approve? Richard Pryor? Uh, you have Richard I, Pryor. I don't really. There is, like, so who do you think's better looking? If I did a poll one time on my Instagram or Snapchat story, dude, he destroyed. Look, here's, there's young Elvis, and let's just put Justin Bieber. And tell me who you think. We'll just do a side by side. Yeah, it's, it's obviously Elvis. Like Elvis, Portion. but Bieber's good looking. And be, there's you. If you're not good looking, you have to have a gangster voice. And there are some people who have great voices. Well, the the goal, the, the life's lottery is to be good looking. No, but and talented. One. No, but you have to be. No, not really, because there's a lot of good looking people that are full on rejects. You need talent, and then if you get the the duo. Just because if you're good looking. I don't think so. Guys, look, I'm going to counter you on this. I tell guys, don't worry what you look like. Not one rich guy on the Forbes list is good looking. For right now, the richest man in the world, almost $120 is Jeff Bezos. Ladies, let's pull up a Jeff Bezos picture. Compared. Well, and I'm not saying to get to that level of success. I'm just saying. No, but I'm saying it's not. But in Hollywood, if you're in the entertainment, for you if you're good looking in general. Do you find him extremely attractive? No. You said a little. No. <laughs> she was trying to. You got Jeff Bezos number one. You got Bill Gates. Bill Gates never a looker. I actually think good looking. If I had sons, this is my opinion. If you have sons, you don't want super good looking sons unless they're like musicians. Because all the good-looking guys I know that are extra good-looking, they're lazy. I have a friend. I won't say his name. I always call him Mr. X. This dude is the best man on planet Earth with women. I'm telling you. I was in the nightclub business. I've seen guys that are slick with women. But this guy, has he does nothing. He's an actor. He Everywhere he goes, women literally, he has 17 restraining orders against women last time I saw him. Like, he doesn't have to work because women literally are like, come live with me. By the way, he was in your country, Sweden. I mean, last time I saw him, this is like five years ago. I was literally driving down Hollywood Boulevard. He's wandering down the street like a homeless guy. And I'm like, I'm, I won't say his name. Mr. I'm, X. Mr. X. I'm like, uh, he, we, we went to go eat. And he's like, dude, I had to get out of Sweden. I was like, what happened? He's like, this girl fell in love with me. And then I like slept with her best friend. And I woke up and she had a knife to my throat. So he goes, I jumped out the window. I lost all my stuff, all my money. I like hitchhiked back to America. I don't even know how I got on a plane. He's like, that chick was like, ah. 
Yeah, he hitchhiked across the ocean. I don't know if he, like, stowaway. You know, my great-grandfather was a stowaway from Europe. He stowed away as a little boy, 12 years old. A knife to the throat, that's pretty intense. He said he woke up and this chick was like, you stop with my friend. And he was just, wait. that's not a good way to wake up. That's some gone girl shit. But my point being, he's never accomplished, he never finishes anything. When life's too easy, I do not think. You know, what's that thing they used to say uh, on NPR, like Lake Wobegon, where all the boys are strong and the women are pretty? You ever heard that? No, no. On NPR, that show that ran? I know this is very gender, not politically correct, but the world is also kind of screwed up. You're better off to have strong boys and pretty daughters, even though that's horrible for me to say, and it's a fucked up world that that's true, but would you rather have, I guess you could have super strong boys and very pretty girls. I mean, it'd be great if you could get both. That's what you said, super strong boys. No, I mean, super strong girls. I feel like most women don't want to be 6'4", 290. Most girls don't want to be Rome. Be like, you know what? I wish I had my 22-inch biceps. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm going to share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list, you missed out on the first round. Uh, And if you see it, welcome to the group. Glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. Becca Swanson, I know her. Strongest woman. She bench pressed over 550 pounds. There are super strong women. But I, I would be interesting. I should ask Becca. She's in the Guinness Book World Record. If you could have been classically beautiful and not be the strongest woman in history, she's probably the strongest woman in history. I wonder what her answer would be. And if you ask most dudes, let me just ask you. We got three guys here besides me. Sam. If you could wave a wand over yourself, I'll ask all of you, who would you want to be? You could be any guy ever to live. What guy do you want to be? Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom? Film yourself. Not Pablo Escobar? (laughs) Um, Any dude, any guy. Who are you going with, Andy? Modern. Let's I mean, do. I'm pretty content with myself. No, but if you had to be someone else. If I had to be someone yes. else. Yes. You can no longer be yourself. Uh, I'd say Red Fox. Okay. So you'd be funny. Yeah. Like Zach? If I could be anybody? Modern? Anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. 
I mean, uh, let's see. The Rock, obviously. There you go. The Rock. You wouldn't want to be Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Rock. Uh, Jason uh, Statham. That's, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good setup, I think. Statham. George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Okay, so let's pick one. Who would you rather be? You, here's your choices. Four guys. Between all those guys, yeah. yeah. Statham. Statham. The Rock. Schwarzenegger. Or who's the other person no, you, you said? You or Clooney. Life. You get the same life they have. So. No, you look like them. Or you're you look you're like physically them. like them and you think like uh, You're still broke, but you look no, like No, them. I would probably then say someone like the Statham. Because Statham. It, the Rock's so big. Like, I don't know if I'd want to be that big. I like just kind of the, you know, the in shape, okay. fit, lean. Ladies, who would you, if you could be any female on the planet, who do you want to be? Bellamy. Bella Hadid, okay. I don't know her last name, but Chloe something. Chloe Kardashian? No. Mortez. That model girl or something? Actress? Actress. Yeah. Let me pull her up. She's really cute. See, girls go, she's really cute. And you're from Sweden. It's the most feminist country in the world. It is. I think Sweden always wins the most. Yeah. What's her name? Oh, Chloe Mortez, that one young that, that one young actress. You know her that is. You actually look a teeny. Yes, this little chick. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She's uh, that girl. She's like underage. So I always feel she's not underage, is she? Oh, she is. She's twenty. She's twenty, Zach. Okay. Yeah, but I remember her from like a few. Diary of a wimpy kid. No, but it's a woman saying who she'd want to be, not for you to date. (laughs) That wasn't the conversation. Zach mixing. Zach assumes everything. So Bella Hadid. See, I actually, it's a good question. Our gender structure is fucked because is it right that almost all women want to be, you very few rarely meet women who are like, I want to be Roseanne Barr. I want to be, you know, Rosie O'Donnell. I want to be Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, there are women. I just, should it be more, because Oprah is a badass woman in terms of business and life and all that. But I don't meet that many women that are like, I wish I was Oprah. So is that a messed up world we live in? I don't mean many guys. Like you said, if you had any choice, would you want to be a young Bill Gates? Not knowing you might not be rich. You'd have to go through the whole thing. No. No. So that's why I was saying our gender values preset because of our hormonal structure. Are they societal? It's a hard question. It's probably a little bit of both. But it's definitely changed. You know a cool tweet that I posted? So I was reading this bad. Everybody should read this book once in their life. It's probably the best spiritual, non-religious book I've ever read. It's called Black Elk Speaks. And it's the story of Black Elk, obviously. American journalist went there in the 19, I think in the 1920s, around then. And he went out to this Indian reservation. And there was a guy still alive named Black Elk who had been alive during Custer's last stand. Think of that. I would give anything to interview. So, but he was this Indian. He was born in the 1860s. I think Custer's last stand was 1876. You know that? I'm almost sure. Custer's, I think, 1876. I haven't uh, been asked this since seventh grade. You're not getting that. You know what's crazy? A little sidetrack. People don't realize Custer last stand affected America for like 50 years, dude. It was a huge thing. That's how you know people don't study history. There's not a human in America that woke up and said, God, Custer's last stand was, but it was a change point in American history. 1876. See, don't doubt me on history, Zach. 1876. 
But anyway, this Black Elk, this is what he said. I want to get your opinion because Andy and Zach are more conservative, so they'll probably agree with this. This is what, and Joel Salton, this is what he said about the education system. I totally agree with Black Elk. He said, Native Americans had no schools. They learned from just being around their elders. Black Elk says, the boys of my people began very young to learn the ways of men. No one taught us. We just learned by doing what we saw and we were warriors at a time when boys now are like girls. That was in the 20s. Imagine if Black Oak was like now. People are 12 years, back then he was 12 years old going to war, killing people, shooting. Nowadays, if people get bumped or something, they're like weeping at 12. Is Jordan Peterson in that book where he'll talk about the fact that uh, um, what's what's been damaging to a lot of the young men, or just not just men, but young people, is that they, the parents have tried to protect them so much? Right, exactly. That, dude, they you know what? Have caused too much damage with their ability to go out and, and function. And uh, uh, yeah, when you overprotect something, you, like this is a crazy thing. Black Elk said when he was a young boy, and he was born in the 1860s. When you were 12 years old, you played a game, which was throw the other boy off the horse at full speed. <laughs> and the last guy standing. So you'd have 50 teenage boys on bareback horses. I don't know if you've ever gone bareback on a horse. I've, I used to have 12 horses. I lived on a farm with the Amish, had 900 horses. So I've been around a lot of horses. Being thrown off a horse, I've had twice I've been thrown off horses. It's not my favorite life experience. They used to go ride up against each other, and it was like a free-for-all, all all these horses, and they'd take the dude and throw him. And people, think how tough you'd be. Nowadays in school, they have kids, you walk around track. They won't even make you run because they're afraid you might have a heart attack. Well, more kids are gonna have heart attacks if you don't make people run. I just thought it was great. He goes, we were men by the time boys now are girls. And that's the 30s. Black Elk come down in the modern school system, this dude would be like, Lord, help you all. You're going to be... Uh, legit back in my day. Yeah. Back in my day, we used to throw each other breakneck speed. I once got thrown off a horse. When I first went to the Amish, I, was, I saw like everybody there right, is very good with horses from a very young age. So... I went to this place in Kentucky, and I was like, I can ride a horse like that. So I went to the to one of the, the boys, and I was like, or girl, it was actually a girl, and I was like, bring me a horse that's easy to ride. So this, like, six, I saw this one horse that the five-year-olds used to ride on. So they bring me this horse. They're like, you want a saddle? I was like, nah, I'm good, because I, I know how to ride a little bit. I'm not bad on a horse. I'm like, oh, I'm good. So I get on this horse, da-da-da-da-da, and I wanted to go see a neighbor. They don't have cars. So... It was a pain in the butt to walk, so I just took off. I'm about three miles away from my home. I have a hat on. And one thing, they put blinders on horses so that they can't see what you're doing. Of course, I had no blinders. I didn't even have, I didn't have a saddle. I was just holding the hair of the horse. And sometimes you can reach out to their mouth and pull them around. So this horse, a wind gust comes. We're going fast. My hat flies off. I reach up to catch it, and I caught it. And that horse, a hor- horses scare easily. I went like that, and that horse took off so fast. In fact, a horse can run 
I don't know, over 30 miles an hour. And it feels like you're going 100 when you're on it with no bareback. So it jolted so fast, I instantly go whoop and flipped all the way. So I'm hanging under the horse's neck like this. And what's funny is I was right in the middle of these other Amish and they were all out. Like, I remember there was a lady sweeping the porch and I'm like, ah, I'm looking to the sides. Amish don't realize people get hurt with horses, really. They're like, ah, it'll be fine. They're kind of like Indians. So I remember I couldn't keep my grip because horses have big necks. And I'm like holding. And it's going. And the horse got more and more scared. And my hand started to slip. And I remember this one thought vividly to this day. I remember going, this is going to hurt because I'm going to fall right in front of the horse. Then it's going to step yeah. on me. So I finally let go, hit the ground with my back. But a cool thing about animals they're not like machines. It pulled its legs around and just kept going. I hit the ground so hard that I had jeans on. They split in half and fell off me. Like the whole seam, I was like naked almost. And these Amish are just like sweeping. So I jump up, try to catch the horse. The horse turns around and runs all the way. So I had to walk back three miles. Usually horses run back to the barn where they're from. So I get there. And they thought I was dead because this horse just comes back running. I come there with my pants. I got lucky. I didn't get hurt at all except my ego. And after that, I put a damn saddle on that horse and rode right back. It's true. When you fall off a horse, you have to get back on or else you get a huge phobia. But nowadays, they you think they're going to put horsebacks in schools? Hell no. They should. They should have animals back in school, by the way. human That's one good thing about Native Americans. They had animals as part of their whole life. And I think humans, if you're a Christian, then Christian, all these religions and belief, animals are a big part of people's life. If you read Jesus, he always had analogies of animals. And it's a very... Humans in the modern city, all people have now is like one dog, which is better than nothing, but it's not enough. That's, Even that's interesting. It seems like people are, um, ladies mostly, females, are replacing having children with their dogs. With their dogs. They're taking that natural uh, nurturing element there and, and directing it to dogs. Directing into dogs? Yeah, maybe. I think because... They uh, are instinctively wanting to have children. With you? They're instinctively wanting to have children with you, Zach? Well, not all of them. <laughs> Zach but is convinced now, most now women want to have children. We'll Zach's using the wig to get more women. <laughs> Zach goes, my hair is thinning. I need my wig. What were you going to say? No, no, I won't I'm telling you, they should put combat back in school. Not like literal combat. They should have boxing, jujitsu. Capture the flag. Dude, they're not going to put the rifle club. The odds of America getting the rifle club, maybe in Alabama or something. Do they have rifle clubs anymore? They used to. Uh, somebody, there's a state that that signed it, that allowed it to come back into the school. Would the America be better if everybody could just carry a gun? You think it'd be better or worse? Better Don't fall asleep. Not just anybody can go have a Are we boring you? Yeah, playgrounds. It's like people would die. <laughs> Show it on camera. He's got a Google playgrounds in the 1900s. They're like war zones. Nah. That's a 20-foot drop. That's a two-story <laughs> playground. They had a two-story jungle gym. Kids are just falling, getting a bliver. I do think you want some safety, but... 
we go too far now, man. And that's why people just for mulch. Let them. Let, they put wood chips down. I fell twenty feet. Oh, it fell in mulch. She's kid. Or the balls from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, he's wearing leather. Remember that, Zach? Yeah, right. uh, I don't think you should go to the complete extreme of the Native Americans throwing each other from horses because you're going to get some paraplegics from that. Right. But you don't That'd have be to go. To find out how many they have. The tribes. Yeah, they didn't have a lot, but Black Hill's dad was shot in the. He had a big thing. They fought against uh, American soldiers. Boy, it was wicked. They used to sh- slaughter every one of them. And he got his leg broken. He never recovered. 17 years, he limped. Modern medicine's better. Yeah, yeah. That's Black Elk's dad. But Black Elk, you know, this, it's, it's a very sad. You should read that book, Black Elk Speaks. That thing is a sad book. It is a sad one. You know why it's sad? It's because his vision for life never happened. Like it was, it, it was a failure. It's kind of like shows you that you can fail. I think people forget, especially if you're narcissistic, you think life can never fail. You can definitely fail. In the beginning of Black Elk Speaks, it's like this is a book about the vision of a people that disappeared. Because now Native Americans are, you have nobody on the plains, you know. But one thing about that people forget, there was no noble savages. The Indians were also mean. Yeah. They would skin, the Comanches used to like to skin people alive. Men, women, and children. That's something we definitely don't need to get back to. <laughs> we don't need to get back to skinning people. Zach is, Zach's political campaign is going to, he's going to run. No more skinning people alive. Damn those Comanches. Or. Uh, Zach doesn't get much votes, but he has a strong platform. Um, he gets all the Apache vote. <laughs> he gets the Apache. <laughs> <laughs> gets the Apache. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was your Leonard. Sk- I mean, not Leonard Skinner. You wanted to be uh, Red Fox. Red Fox. How did I get Leonard Skinner from that? I don't know because <laughs> one is a band. I know they're not. One's a group. The word. It's like what's the most opposite Red Fox <laughs> in Hollywood? Leonard Skinner. <laughs> then they had that song. Alabama. Weren't they like? Do you think they were racist? Letter Skinner, boy. I saw a video, music video of good old, what's that song they had? Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. You look in that crowd, there's not a lot of ethnic, <laughs> it's not ethnically well represented. It looks like you're Swedish people. Of course, if you go to certain hip hop concerts, you will not see, see a lot, a lot of, of diversity there. That, Sheriff Clark is a fan of him. Sheriff Clark? Sheriff Clark, he's the guy on Fox News Live. I'm taking Zach to a hip hop conference with that wig. Oh, I'll go, yeah. Please. Please. You might come out with a record label. Zach's going to come out with a Phil Spector label. I'll uh, wear some overalls. You should be like, I got a new song I wrote called Sweet Home Alabama. I bet you if you set it to hip-hop, nobody would know it was ever a Leonard Skinner. Not many people. I think hey, they I know if... more about music than... Who's they? The hip-hop crowd? Hip-hop. Andy's about to get himself in trouble here. <laughs> All right, this is the most wide, broad podcast I've ever had. On We went everything from Quincy Jones sleeping with Richard Pryor to Zach's thinning hair. Let's just edit out the parts where I'm talking. No, those are the best parts. Um, we got to go. It's time to eat. I mean, time to dine and dash. Zach, are you going to dine and dash? No, I don't do that anymore. Zach got too many warrants Actually, out for his arrest. <laughs> Zach... <laughs> That's the real reason Zach wears the wig is so he can dine and dash. 
Have you ever done that when they did, did, did the police report? They'll talk about it. Yeah, big old afro, tight curly hair, reddish. Zach's throwing off the scent. <laughs> I just come whistling by. Can we get the bill when you get a chance? Can we get the, the bill? Turn to the scene of the crime. I one time accidentally dined in Dash at Kitchen 24, and they ran me down with security. I got mad at the waitress, so I was like, I'm leaving. And I forgot that we had ordered. Other people at my table had already ordered drinks. This lady ran me down with a security guard two blocks away for like 15 bucks. And I ate there all the time. I was like, lady, chill the fuck out. And I tried to get it. first night? No, she was just a biatch. You know, I never understand what restaurants, all you restaurant owners, focus on jolly people. You ever been to a restaurant and like the reception, everybody's a bitch, male or female. I'm like, dude, you're in the hospitality business. You have to hire for a select personality. If you own a hotel, don't. I, what was that thing we had the other day? I don't know if you were there. We're like at a hotel and we're like trying to change. And there, oh, it was that? I think Vegas. And the lady was just like, now, oh my, can you work with me here? I brought 10 employees. I'm spending whatever, 10 grand for their room. No, can't do that. I'm like, oh, my God. You should do personality tests. Restaurant owners out there. Hell, yeah. You want jolly people. I will say that that your restaurant employees tend to get, they start off jolly. Then they get get jaded. Really quick and jaded. Andy was in the restaurant business. So he's defending his grumpiness. We were all happy in the beginning. What? We were all happy in the beginning. You're jaded. All right. Well, I don't know what you learned from this, but remember, Quincy Jones, I was right. The mob killed JFK. Quincy also did a lot of drugs. (laughs) Quincy doesn't remember anything. He's like, Garfield was shot by the mafia. He's on the wrong presidential camp. People forget James Garfield was shot. Has anybody woken up? I feel like once things are over 100 years old, no one cares anymore. Right. See, we're, like, people well, still care. Says people's perception of history begins with the day they were born. Yeah. Day no, 100 years. People still. Shows up on your Facebook of this day <laughs> yeah. last year. Like, you posted this last year. No, but people still talk about World War II. There's World War II movies that are out. But World War I is a little over 100 years old. It started in 1914. So. Yeah, 1914, 1918, that is over 100 years old. The last Civil War guy died. I mean, the last... No, the last World War I guy. But nobody talks about... For example, when's the last time you ever heard someone's like, the Franco-Prussian War. (laughs) It's a big problem. But Franco-Prussian War is huge. That's where Germany came from. You know, all this thing. The Germans beat up on the French. (laughs) Poor French. Germans been beaten up on the French forever. The French got to stick with cooking. The French are good at food. Wine. Dressing. They dress well. They have great architecture. War is just not for them. Kissing. They got a great, great, they got a great style of kissing. You like French kissing? And they make fries. Yeah, yeah. Those are good. French fries. No, the French have it. And no one talks about there was another war that was big. That was the Japanese-Russian war. Not a big conversation. That's the first time machine guns were used in war. Huh, I'd like to read more about that one. The Russians got their butt beat by Japan. They were fighting over that Mongolia, not Mongolia, but that. One of my favorites, uh, you ever see that show Futurama? Yeah. It's like a thousand years in the future. Yeah. And there's a scene where uh, I think a spaceship 
the laser blows up part of the Great Wall of China. Okay. All of a sudden, uh, Genghis Khan and a bunch of Mongolians <laughs> put him on horseback. It's like for thousands of years, they've just been waiting. They've been waiting. They go through that wall, but then they, they celebrate <laughs> once they can go through yeah, you can edit that part out. It's, no, that's it's a good a part. A lot of people like Futurama. Reference. We'll just insert a clip. Sweden used to have great warriors. Sweden and Denmark was mean. Yeah. You had, what was your king name? Yeah, like those kings. of Although Sweden was... Yeah, but they used to be warlords. Sweden was, I think, run by Denmark for a long time. Sweden's a new country. You're not that old. She looks like she does not like... You are not very old. You are not a super old country. Sweden as we know it is like, I don't know, a couple hundred years old or something. Denmark was powerful. Them damn Danes. Well, they were all Vikings. Talk about brutal. The Vikings. Yeah, yeah, man. They just come take your good looking women. I read a thing that there was a Viking warrior woman they found. Who was badass? She had like thick wrists, like stronger than you know. Women, they did do these. They found these fossils of women from whatever a thousand, couple thousand years ago, and they were stronger than modern men. Like women had big. You carry shit. Amish women are strong. The Amish woman will arm wrestle a dude right down to the ground. That's why she hips. Good birthing hips. Zach's gonna get beat up by a strong woman. It's all up to fun. No, but Viking women were probably badass. I can good looking. The Vikings were good looking. Sweden and those Scandinavians still good looking because, and I hate to say this, they went around the world, world they pillaged, <laughs> and they didn't take the ugly ones. They left them. They, that's my theory. I'm not going to say which countries, but some countries have much. I've been around the world of over 50 countries. Some countries have noticeably bad looking people. I'm not going to say which ones. And some countries are the second. You can tell in an airport. You land in Scandinavian airport, you're like, whoa, something happened. <laughs> something happened. I'm no. And then you go to other places and you're like, oh, my God. No, but uh, I'm telling you, my theory is looks are very um, heritable. You inherit looks. So just imagine these Vikings go around the world. There's no way. A dude who takes over a whole town, he's going picking through the women. He's like, you, 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 you. Would that's you? how I would pillage. Is that how you were picked? No, I'd say that's how I would. Zach was picked for this look. If I were pillage, that's what I would do. You were a pillager? Yeah, I would, I would just take the good looking women. And what would you do with the rest of the guys? Well, what do they do? Set them on fire or something like that? Kill yeah, them? I mean, I guess so. Why mess with what works? You know who was a mean guy? Alexander the Great. He finally took this one, uh, he went to this one, I forget, I think it's like modern day Israel area. He goes to the castle and he goes, surrender and I'll let you live. You can just pay tribute to me. And the guy basically was like, fuck you. And so he set siege to that place for two years. He tricked him. They had this huge wall and he was a patient man, boy. Don't mess with a patient, angry man. He came, he finally got the walls knocked down. He found the guy that gave him the F you. He took his Achilles heel, he ran a cha- cut a hole in it, ran a chain through his Achilles heel and dragged him behind his chariot till the guy died. Because your Achilles, you know how much that would hurt on your Achilles? Through your leg, dragged this joker around and then crucified, I think, the rest of the people. You know, whenever he saw there were no more lands to conquer, he sat down and wept. I don't know that that's true. That Hans Gruber died. Oh. <laughs> 
That is not true. Alexander the Great made it to India, and then he got shot by an arrow in the arm, and he got infected. It's not like a great story. He's like, I'm a conqueror, and he dies of like a little gangrene on his arm. Like 32? 32, I think he died. The best Genghis Khan. I'm going to end with this. The best Alexander the Great uh, story, true story about courage. When Alexander the Great one time, he had like these, you know, siege towers where they would put them up against the wall. And he went up with his uh, he went up with his special bodyguard. He had a bodyguard group, the top like Navy SEAL guys. They went over the wall and the whole army was with them. But right when they got to the top, the siege uh, towers for all his regular army got knocked down and he didn't see it. He was like, unlucky. he's a Leo. He didn't look behind him. So he was like, charge. And it was him and like seven dudes. They come over the wall and their whole army they were attacking was sitting there like 300 men. And he couldn't really go back because it's hard, I guess, to go back down a siege tower. And so he looked around, saw, I think it was seven or 10 guys. And he just said, charge. And he, the 300 guys there thought it was like a diversion. And he fought his way all the way through. Everyone died except him, his bodyguard. His seven guys died and he made it. And that's what he, and he got, that he got injured with that one. And he rode around, like, that's what I'm saying. People nowadays are like, should I quit my job, Ty? Like, I'm really scared. I'm like, no one starved to death in America. Like, what are you actually scared of? And then you look back in times past and people were like charging. Remember, the enemy had things like maces, huge hammers ready to swing at you, balls and chains, bow and arrow. The worst, and this dude's charging, and people nowadays are like, but Ty, if I start a business and it doesn't work, I'll lose $1,000. I'm like, whoop-de-fucking-do. Stop being afraid of everything. There are things you should be afraid of, but that's not one of them. So be a little courageous. Remember what Native Americans, Black Elk Speaks, they had this one saying. Every Native American would say this. When they would charge, they would say, Today's a good day to die. That was their like number one, all the Sioux Indians. So sometimes you got to just look at your life, whatever's pain in the butt, and just go, today's a good day to die. If I die, I die. And the Native Americans, which I like, they didn't think that life ended when you died. I, I'm not going to get into whether you should be religious or not, but a lot of people that have extraordinary courage, they don't think life ends when you die. They think there's something else. And that gives you courage. Like Black Oak said, his dad was like, you think I'm afraid to die? We just keep going. So maybe some people need more religion in their life or... Promise a bunch of virgins and who knows what a man might be willing to do. You talking about Islam? I don't know if all of Islam is like that, but yeah, religion can be for bad too. But anyway, thank you for bringing it to that note. And we had a great crescendo and Zach just destroyed it. <laughs> I had a great lesson. All right, peace out. Peace out.